Hello, welcome to the Welco podcast. I'm joined today with my friend Ross. Hi, uh, hi, that's me. <laughs> and basically, because this is the first episode, I had to do a project where it's just project management. And I thought, let's do a podcast. It'd be fun. I want to improve my communication. And I just want to speak to my friends, given lockdown situations. So, Ross is first. Yeah, hi. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. So, Jeez. For the context, I asked him, what topic do you want to speak about? And he could have chose anything. And he chose, what did he choose? I chose um, to talk about uh, the Great Plains, like history. Don't laugh, Kate. I actually find it interesting because it's got um, it's got horses and stuff, you know. It's got a lot of history behind it. You know what they say? They start off with the bank. Am I right? Sorry. They always say start off with the bank. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, I always do that. So with me and you, we've been friends a couple of years now. Uh, yeah, about three, four years. Oh, yeah, it's mental. We probably have like <laughs> a common interest in history. Yeah, didn't you do it for A level? Uh, I think. Yeah, I did it for GCSE and A level. Oh, yeah, okay. How, you about, did. how about you? Did you do it for? I know you did A level. I did GCSE as well. Ooh. So I've been doing it a long, long time. So that's like, what, four years? <sighs> Um, about six, oh. I think. I don't actually, I forgot how years work and stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can just see your face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, oh, for anyone listening, Ross does a history degree. Oh yeah, I do, yeah. Ancient history degree, yeah. Yeah, so alongside his commitments to Primark, where he's top seller. Oh yeah. Naturally, <laughs> he he does history, so it's just fun to learn about another degree. Because I do business, so I don't like study the like history of business anymore. That's sad. I feel bad for you. You're missing out. Yeah, apparently I'm missing out on these. What is it? Buffaloes, horses, buffaloes, and horses. <laughs> so. Where do, where do you think your interest in history came from? Oh, um, I'm going to really cringe now. It's probably from the Assassin's Creed games. I played them as a kid and I was like, oh, wow, assassins in history. They must have been the real. And no, no, they weren't, unfortunately. So, yeah, that, that was a big wake-up call. <laughs> for, uh, the, for anyone listening who doesn't know, because... I might have some of my teachers listen to this. Oh God! What what is Assassin's Creed? It's a uh, it's a video game where you travel back to certain points in time and play as an assassin, which is pretty fun. It's really you relive cool. events and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a fun way to learn a lot. Like I learned about the pirates and the Caribbean stuff. Not the oh, Disney. Yeah. Not not Disney. I said that wrong. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean, right. <laughs> like, I don't know where mine came from. I think growing up, my dad gave me like 100 dinosaur magazines. And then, Wait, sorry. 
what, what do you mean sorry 100 dinosaur magazines like yeah like you know you get them kids magazines it's like here's a coloring book or like here's some facts about a team oh them them yeah yeah they were sick and then in ha- i think it's year three you finish your work early you get a book i used to read the horrible histories oh yeah i so, have some of them see i want some but i'm an adult so i can't justify buying them my 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 our friend got me one remember harrison he oh got me one. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, actually, he got me two of them. He got me one for Greeks and Romans, and I haven't read them. <laughs> I am not getting Harrison on this podcast. Are you not? <laughs> Context, he studies geography, and he's a bit... He Overzealous? That's a better word. Yeah. He was. <laughs> so, you played the games, mm-hmm. and then you thought, I'll do this for a career. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Everyone has their startups. Yeah, I didn't really think about it. I was just like, oh, this is fun. I guess I'll do it. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think of careers at the start. I was like, oh, it's pretty fun learning about history. And then I realised I have to get a job soon in life. So, uh, yeah, I, I didn't think the plan through, but, you know. Oh, trust me. I'm the same with business. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. If I study business, technically I can do anything. Exactly, yeah. That's a good mindset. And Really, it's just improv. Let's be real. Life is just improvisation. Yes, that is going to be the banner for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, like... When you when you played them, because they're different aspects. I didn't intend to speak about Assassin's Creed, but <laughs> we will get to the Great Plains. Was there a certain game what like grabbed you into it? Oh, um, not really. No, it was just like seeing all these events you read, you know, in like kids' books and stuff about history. Yeah, like um, I don't really know. I can't think of an example now. Um, like oh Leonardo da Vinci in Assassin's Creed 2 like oh you read him in a book and he's like got these flying machines and stuff and then you actually play it in the game and you think it's real and then you read about it and then it's not real yeah but I get that Chris dreams are okay I, I can deal with that <laughs> now so like so you went from Assassin's Creed to then studying it mm-hmm. I, I did a level um history and it wasn't the topics I wanted to learn about like I think because of the dinosaur stuff I wanted to learn about cavemen yeah but you can't really write essays about the cavemen Mm, not really it's kind of more like in the field sort of thing isn't it yeah so how did you find doing A-level history what did you even do for A-level say the question again sorry so how did you find it, like, the, the topics, the teaching, um, the experience? It was pretty good, actually. Uh, I learned about the Russian sort of revolution. That mm-hmm. was pretty interesting. And then I learned about modern Britain. Was actually, it was actually even more interesting because, like, we lived basically part of it because I learned from, like, 1950s to 2007. So, like, 
I like understand I understood basically these things and like seeing how it affected actually affected people mm. like our people it was kind of interesting that way actually yeah I get that so with me my history teacher was a politics teacher mm-hmm. and I didn't have the slightest interest in politics <laughs> but, Nobody wants to be no but I think learning about Tudors and that whole political system hmm. gave me a new respect for politics and an insight. Oh, yeah, I agree, yeah. Like, oh, the teacher hated me. You tell a teacher, <laughs> you're not, don't tell politics teachers that you're not going to vote. <laughs> they, they will hate you for two years. And that's the same with history teachers. They really plugged it in, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, Mark, I apologize. Yeah, we're not flaming you, I swear. We swear. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then, the, so you did Britain and you did Russia. Yeah. With just like, does anything stand out from them? Like something really went, this is really cool? Um, I, um, probably um, during on the modern britain course when we learn about sort of like the way politics evolve um spin doctors um you know how these spun uh for political parties sort of like oh. making them out to be great like i i didn't even know spin i thought spin doctors was like some sort of weird like treatment that you did like spin stuff on you yeah was like... deadly wrong yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah it's sort of like how the the, the political parties paid these spin doctors to like sort of obviously like I said spin the news press in their favor mm. and sort of like say oh they're great the conservatives did this this and this therefore vote for them and I thought oh damn that's actually really interesting like you properly used the media to their advantage which was like a new thing because you know tvs and stuff and everything and internet which was kind of happening at that time as well so yeah thought that was pretty cool so similar to me did you find doing a british module got you more interested in political history and that stuff or was there any relationship there um it kind of got me a bit more interested it got me interested in our politics like Mm-hmm. I once I learned about it, I started paying attention more to our politics today. Like right, that's that's what hap- what's happening right now. Um, but yeah, I still hate it. <laughs> that's what you're saying. I want to apologize to any politics students listening. <laughs> my door's yeah. gonna get knocked down, isn't it? <laughs> yes, my my door is gonna get kicked in. <laughs> And I'm not going to be a scapegoat for you. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, I'm fine uh, with that, actually. I see, with, with me, I did Germany, Tudors, and Civil Rights. Mm. And as I cut the podcast, you can't see me. As a mixed race person, learning about the Black history was really eye-opening. Yeah. But like, so it made me more proud of that part of me. That makes sense. No, yeah, that makes sense. But then, 
So I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, carry on. Sorry. But then we didn't only do that. I feel like I learned about civilizing all aspects because we did women, trade unions, was I didn't even consider civil rights. Mm, yeah. Because as a business student, it's just, we look at more of an organization point of view, not from the people's point of view. Yeah, sort of like statistics and stuff. Yeah. And then sort of what we're going to talk about next, I did Native Americans civil rights. Mm, mm. I, I didn't know it was that deep. Yeah, it really is like the, yeah. probably the main focal point of what they were going for, like what they're striving for. Like Native yeah. Americans, I mean, sorry. I, I've never, I can never look at Buffalo the same way. <laughs> same to be honest. I did, every time I look at one, I just think about the manifest destiny. Yeah, same. The, Civilization, baby. And the allotments, and it just, mm. yeah. So you tri- you right. So on the topic of Native Americans, okay. okay. Do you want do you want to educate me and the <laughs> oh, listeners God, okay. about these great plains? I've been looking forward to this ever since you told me. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. Uh, how much time you got? <laughs> as much as you want. Just don't don't ramble. Okay. Right. I'll try. Um, so I'm not an expert. Just get out of the way. Definitely not an expert. I just like reading about it. So um, the Great Plains, if people don't know America, like locations and stuff a lot, it's sort of like, imagine a map of America. It's the middle part of it, like a line going through the vertically, a line going through it vertically in the middle part of America. That's, That's the entire Great Plains. The North wasn't that, in, nothing really happened in the North, let's be real. It all happened in the South, sort of near Texas and everywhere like that. Um, but yeah, in the Great Plains, it was environmentally it had mainly wolves and buffaloes. But due to the Columbian Exchange, where we, do you know what that is? Sorry. I do not. Okay. Um, Columbian Exchange is sort of like, during the during when we started colonizing America, it was when we sent over native flora and fauna from Europe mm-hmm. to America, and then America sent their stuff back. So, like we got sweet potatoes and stuff from America, mm-hmm. and we sent them cows and obviously horses, which is like the big one. Um, wait, wait, wait! You said. We sent horses. Yeah, that, that's how horses like came onto mainland America. They weren't native to America, if that makes sense. Probably a stupid question. So they put horses in boats? Yeah, you can do that. I'm going to have to Google horse boat after this. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure they just. Carry on, sorry. Um, oh, God, where was I? Um, can the horses swim? Sorry. <laughs> um so yeah that's kind of the Colombian exchange so we we sent over our like sort of ecosystem Mm. to america and that affected it in like multiple ways this is kind of what i'm going on about sort of environmental history that's what i'm really interested in this is what like native america is all about Mm. the part i'm interested in um so yeah 
we sent over horses to America and that affected the Great Plains because the Great Plains was mainly comprised of buffalo, like I said, and just flat grassland. And the kind of, it's kind of like a nice cir circle of like life for the buffalo and the grass because the buffalo eat the grass. Uh, something to do with like water levels and stuff, the grass would grow back really quickly. So then it was kind of, they kind of self-sufficient, the buffalo. Mm. Um, and also, most importantly, um, the horses, they were hunting tools to the Native Americans. So before that, before the Na horses had, Native Americans had horses, um, the hunting levels were quite low for hunting yeah. buffalo yeah. because they obviously use pretty, what's what I'm looking for, um, primitive methods. So I remember one example I learned about was where they would um, dress up in wolf pelts and scare the buffaloes off a cliff. Um, and yeah, the, it's kind of gruesome because the because the the buffaloes in front they would run off the cliff, and mm. then because mm. the buffalo is behind them couldn't see, they just kept running off and off and off. And it, yeah, it was just a waste of life essentially because half of them were all crushed bodies and stuff. Pretty gross stuff. Uh, sorry, yeah. Am I going to have to put like an explicit warning on this episode? Oh, no, don't worry. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, there's like kind of, that was one primitive example that they had before horses. But when horses were introduced to the Great Plains, that's when it all like kicked off for the Native Americans because they could now use this tool that they didn't have before. They could essentially run as fast as the buffaloes in a way mm. and that's how the nomad tribes were born so like the cheyennes the shoes um the blackfeet uh, tribes they were all pretty apart from the blackfeet the cheyennes and the shoes and the comanches they were like the main, big main three essentially mm. big nomad tribes they kind of had like their own like empire and that empire was ran on them hunting buffaloes and selling the buffalo pelts, meat and horns to the col colonists, you know, like the French yeah, yeah. and the English and the Spanish. So, yeah, that changed sort of like the entire dynamic of the Great Plains because they, they were rich essentially now from like nothing. They were really powerful people, the Native Americans in the Great Plains. Like the tribes have just said the shoes and the Comanches. Um, so yeah, that was like one dynamic which really changed the sort of political because the Native Americans were probably the lowest to now the highest. Mm. Um, yeah, so they had lots of money, lots of weapons, lots of tools. Um, so yeah, that's sort of like the political one changes. Uh, environmentally, um, Obviously, the bringing horses and the breeding on the Great Plains to breed in the pastures, like there's less space for the buffaloes to breed, if that makes sense. What's the like buffalo to horse ratio? Like, does the buffalo take up way more size? Um, 
I'm not too sure on the ratio aspects or percentages. I just know that, like I said, I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm just doing this from memory and stuff. Um, was it was it like because there's more animals now, there's less resources, or like I I still get what you mean. So it's like you need to spread out the land for the whole yeah. buffaloes. Yeah, and because it's kind of like you know an invasive species, sort of mm. like. You know, here in, in Britain, like sort of like squirrels or something, there was that hearing the squirrels and like black squirrels taking over the red squirrels or something. It's like that essentially, except with the horse and the buffaloes. So I, the horses, sorry, go on. What, what, sorry, it's off topic. I, I don't know if what, I, I need to, I'm going to research about the squirrel thing. Oh yeah, we, there's some like, something to do with like, we had red squirrels here and then like, somewhere brought over black squirrels to here and then we the black squirrels invaded like sort of like <laughs> the red squirrels sort of species and ecosystem so then the red squirrels are now like not as prominent in uh, something like that i don't know it's something to do with squirrels it's the same with plants and stuff like that's why australia has border control to like stop you know when you see those um that TV show with like Australia and it's Border Patrol or something. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, they yeah. stop people with like plants coming in. That's why, because they don't want those plants to be an invasive species to the native flora in Australia. So it's like that. Wow. Okay. That's actually really interesting. Steep stuff. Steep stuff, I, man. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to go off topic, but. No, it's yeah. fine. Go, so carry on about the economic stuff. Oh, the environmental, sorry. Yeah, environmental. Um, so yeah, the horses basically invaded the Great Plains from the buffaloes. Obviously, well, obviously we know we, we basically overhunted them to extinction at this point. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, buffaloes are basically no more. Horses are more prominent. But like I said, politically, the Native American tribes who hunted the bison to sell to the um, colonists, well, if there's no more bison and buffalo, I mean, sorry, um, mm. then what's the power from? They got nothing if there's if they're not getting money or anything. So, like, due to them overhunting, they're now politically weaker because they don't have enough money to, you know, spend or like yeah. get. And that's like that culminated in them, like, in the 1870s, basically having to go back to a reservation reservation and I think it was in Fort Still and just live there now. Yes. Yeah. They just had no power left. So I, I kind of describe them as like sort of like um you know you know in those science uh, classes, you know like you see this chemistry teacher put like some sort of magnesium thing on a Bunsen burner and it explodes like really into a really oh, yeah, bright light. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that with the Native Americans, like they just blew up and then fizzled away, like immediately. <laughs> and that's a crude sort of comparison, but I like it. So I'm going with it. <laughs> I think it's 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 definitely an interesting topic. And it's yeah. Cause when I don't know about individuals, but with me growing up, if you said Native Americans, I thought does Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah. And then, I thought Pocahontas. 
then that's slightly worse because yours is animated. What's that? Sorry, yours is animated. Wait, what do you what do you mean? Sorry, what, what were you talking about? Do you mean do you think Native Americans were all like Disney characters? No, no, I just <laughs> I I don't know actually what I thought. I didn't <laughs> think they had talking trees or anything. You know. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh yeah, they're a tribe. <laughs> I don't, I didn't really know what to think. I was like, oh, they're pretty cool. Pocahontas is a good film, by the way. Highly recommend it. I haven't seen it. Please don't send me what? hate. Oh, I'm sending you hate, all right. Because <laughs> that encouraged them. You know, I'm gonna get messages about, oh, you haven't seen Pocahontas. I know, right? You're you're a shame. You're just shameful. And you're not. <laughs> don't shame me on my own project. Well, that's what you get for bringing me on. You, you, you must have expected this, Lewis. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to swear, but I'm not going to. Well, don't you can swear, swear to me. Just message me. Swear at me that way. I'll, I'll be expecting it. So, back on track. Okay. Right. Um, so, it's it seems like a very interesting topic. And I don't, yeah. If you don't study history, you might not thought about it so deeply no yeah definitely like we've just shown you could think of thanksgiving pocahontas or you know Assassin's creed 3 oh yeah that one yeah that's how i learned learned most of mine Mm -hmm. it's it's definitely interesting would you would you encourage people to read about it oh oh yeah yeah, I would actually. Yeah, there's lots to learn about. It's all like intertwined as well, which I think is the best part. Like you know, less buffalo, less power for the Native Americans, yeah, and all that. I so the buffalo can teach you a lot about life. Oh yeah, the buffalo, buffalo's alive. You know, that, that's like gonna, you I'm gonna make a note of that. I'm that's gonna be the title. <laughs> so I'm just amazing title maker. That, that that's what you're saying. <laughs> So, so you've clearly learned a lot and you are very passionate about history and your degree. Mm-hmm. What are the next steps? You think, where do you think it's going to take you? Um, I'll kind of want to be a teacher, probably. So probably that direction. Or it could, like the skills you learn in history, it can also lead you to be like a lawyer, or anything to do with like statistics or reading, essentially. What so, are yeah. what are like example skills you learn? Could you learn? Re- could, it's, it's a lot of source based material, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's research sort of skills. Like, oh, let's say you get given like a report. I guess this is just a really bad example, and like the actually to get the important facts from me. And I don't know. This is a dumb idea. Dumb. Uh, example but yeah it just history teaches you to basically skip through all the trash mm. and like highlight the good parts essentially I so think, it's teaching you to be a good analyzer i think it's funny you said that because my one of my other projects for mm-hmm. my business course i had to write an essay but they don't want the working out they don't want the tables or the theories being shown so, right. And that's different from what I normally used to. 
Yeah, you so, used to showing it, yeah. So like what you just said, it's about knowing the important bits. And mm. like knowing how to show that in different formats. Yeah, yeah. I get you. In history, you look at you look at newspapers, you look at journals, speeches, cartoons. Pictures, yeah. All that. The one thing I learned from history was definitely it's willing knowing how to adapt your way of thinking to suit the situation oh yeah yeah i agree like so, um like you said different sources like oh gotta look at a picture and it's sort of like you know what is what does this mean in like you see words on the floor or whatever mm. like say in politics or whatever and then some guy stepping on it oh that's so deep really deep yeah it's kind of like that yeah like going from Tudors to Germany, you've got a caution at different sources because the different time periods. Yeah. So you have that's going to be the main skill. And if anyone is listening, I do recommend, and I think Ross will back me up. That, yeah, back that, me that, up. that skill of adaptability for different contexts is really important. Oh, yeah. It's a very important one. And actually, that's going to be your main takeaway from this episode. Buffalo. Also, Buffalo are interesting. Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's all I really had. I think that's a really good point to end. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got, I've got them stories, if you want me oh, to. Yeah. Those examples, yeah. Let's whip out a couple of these bangers. All right. So this is like, so basically social aspects of it. I think I forgot to cover this. Um, okay, go on. The Great Plains. Basically... I like the aspect of women. They kind of got less sort of rights when the horses were around. Mm-hmm. So like the nomad tribes, obviously they moved around a lot. So rival tribes would kind of like kidnap the women and use them as basically bargaining chips, essentially, which is really primitive mm-hmm. and stuff. They were basically treated with little respect. And these examples I've got are like some outliers uh, women who were warriors or just plain badasses or just funny as hell. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is the first one. Um, it's a crow woman warrior from the crow women tribe, or the crow tribe, I think. Um, her name was Strikes Two, and at the age of 60, she rode into battle against the Shoe tribe, armed with only a root digger. So that's like sort of like a, I think it's like sort of a needly sort of shovel. She yeah. rode into battle at the age of 60 on that. That was fucking crazy. Um, in the Blackfeet tribe, there was a, a war chief called Running the Eagle, and she went on so many raids that a book was written about her. I think it's called Running Eagle, the Warrior Girl by J.W. Schultz. Schultz, yeah. Okay, I'm just butchering his name. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Sort of like Pocahontas, sort of in a way, except not different Pocahontas. A real Pocahontas. Um, and this one, this was the best one. So, um, a woman from the Cheyenne tribe called Big Woman. Uh, she was wait, wait, uh, pause, pause. What's her name? Yeah, Big Woman. Okay, carry like, on. quite literally, Big Woman. Right. Uh, she was the wife of the of a Cheyenne chief called Tall White Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making these names up. Um, and she basically she did crazy fucking things. Like she was a proper rebel. She um, 
One example, she quarreled with her co-wives, going so far as to rub excrement into one of the wives' hair. And as a result, she was driven away by that. She just ran away. <laughs> and this one's really good. This is the best one. She threatened to beat her husband to death, too. Um, and when her brother threatened to horse with her, she outran him, taunting, <laughs> "Go!" and I quote, go chase a deer when you catch it, then try yourself on me. Like, she was mad. I just thought that was really funny. Oh, yeah. To be ages to find that again, by the way. <laughs> so, I'm adding that to the list of today's lessons. Native women are scary. Yes, do not mess with a native woman. Don't chase deers. <laughs> Especially if they call a big woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although, the Wilco podcast are for women guys and do not oh, kidnap, yeah, don't don't kidnap women please don't don't reenact <laughs> don't reenact anything he's said about big woman and tall white man even better just forget it to be honest <laughs> yes it's not associated with this project no yeah <laughs> i didn't think i had to do a disclaimer Oh no, I mean, I'm here. What did you expect? Yeah, I'm de- it's definitely going to be explicit now that you mentioned kidnapping. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And I, I, yeah, I think that's, a, that's now the end, I think. Oh, the end. Um, yeah, okay. Unless you've got anything else you want to add? Um, no. <laughs> the, you just, you just, yeah, I think we can't be big women. We can't. We're, we all want a big woman, but we just can't. We're all big women on the inside. Okay, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk oh, yeah. about the Great Plains and the, an insight into a history degree. Cheers, cheers. If you got anything you want to, like, you know, say to the listeners about doing history or there's anything you want to add? Um, yeah, history is better than geography. Uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> Harrison's not going to be happy with that. He's not, that's, that's why I said it. <laughs> you're now going to make me get him to defend the geography side. Oh, you're going to get him on now? It sounds like I have to. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. i like to thank Ross for taking the time to join the podcast and be my first guest. Oh, it was pretty fun. Let's do this uh, again. We should. If this goes yeah. well and I get more than two listeners, you can come back on. Yes. Sorry. And <laughs> if you are still listening, I will say a massive thank you because this is my first time and I am incredibly nervous and I hope it's been a good experience. And I've been Lewis Wilkinson and you've been listening to the World Cup podcast. Good night. See ya. Yeah.